This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, May 20th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Corporations, even those sitting on piles of cash, are loading up on debt, sensing the Federal Reserve's unprecedented interventions are on the wane. Clearly, interest rates are a powerful force. Jerry O'Driscoll, senior fellow at the Cato Institute, comments. Google is among corporations that are sitting on billions of dollars in cash, but they have nonetheless decided, hey, let's borrow a bunch of money. Interest rates are super low, and we're sensing that the Federal Reserve is going to end this particular uh, unprecedented intervention. And uh, we, Google, and a bunch of other corporations say, hey, let's let's get some debt while we can. Yeah, it's a good question. And you're right. In ordinary times, why would somebody borrow if they had cash, not just millions and hundreds of millions, but tens of billion, $10 billion worth of cash? And they wouldn't. But the Fed has essentially made money free, or nearly so. And now, uh, with the prospect that money will actually become somewhat more expensive, uh, people are loading up on debt. But people have been loading up on debt throughout this cycle in the U.S., but also in the rest of the world. And the interest rate for a lot of economists, it's the thing. It's what makes you decide between now and later for all kinds of creation, all kinds of consumption, all sorts of economic activity. Yes. And when interest rates are artificially low, by which I mean they can't be sustained at that low level, then people borrow at these interest rates, whether it's Google or uh, somebody borrowing to finance their day trading activities. Uh, and then when interest rates go up, uh, whether it's corporations or individuals, again, they discover that uh, this changes the economics of what they've committed to. And as a result, we have things like housing booms and busts, stock market crashes. And in China, we have the phenomenon of, uh, because they're tied linked to the dollar, their currencies linked to the dollar, that they've had a lot of cheap money to, to borrow there, and they've built uh, all sorts of, uh, speculating all sorts of real estate, even built cities that are now empty. And these chickens are probably finally coming home to roost in China, and that will have a great effect on us and the rest of the world. And when an economy needs to, in a sense, deflate and uh, move to a more sustainable path, uh, this kind of policy by the Federal Reserve seems to be ringing just a little bit more uh, economic punch out of an economy that otherwise would be moving to that more sustainable economic path. Yes, it's, uh, the Fed has really been trying to fight off the deleveraging de of, uh, of the American household because of the real estate boom and bust, a real estate boom that they helped foment, not by themselves, but they had a lot of help from organizations like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and others. But uh, artificially low interest rates lead to overindulgence and debt, uh, excess leveraging. And then when interest rates rise, households have to deleverage. So the, we're going to have this, this possibility of a second round of deleveraging when we haven't even finished the first round of deleveraging. And it definitely a lot of the effect of the Fed easy money policy has been felt in other countries, in, as shows up in the commodity markets, in, uh, in Asian real estate, not just China, but including China, Hong Kong, Singapore, uh, elsewhere. And uh, it looks, it appears from what one reads about what's going on in China, that, that they're on the cusp of a, of a real estate bust. And uh, we've been depending on Chinese prosperity to keep the global economy going, and uh, that's now in question. 
people have been loath to describe what's going on in the United States uh, as anything akin to what has occurred in Greece. But there's a pretty basic incentive problem that the United States faces that is also faced by these other countries that have had uh, these radical transformations uh, of their fortunes. Yes. I mean, I, I certainly do not want to say the United States is Greece, but the United States is going down a path that Greece has been going down for decades, some would say since the beginning of their independence. But uh, what really uh, got Greece into the bind that it's in now is it basically lied its way into the euro, by which I mean that it, uh, it cooked its statistics to make it look like it was conforming to the requirements to be part of the euro area. Uh, and once it be became part of the euro area and the currency of Greece became the euro, it could automatically borrow at a much lower interest rates than when it was using the drachma. And because it now had the safety of, uh, of the euro currency, and it got overly indebted in the way we were just talking about day traders and real estate speculators in China and the rest of Asia, and uh, or home builders in Las Vegas in 2005. And it got to a point where it had an unsustainable level of debt. Now, Greece is paying 25% interest on some of this. This is the country, the nation, this, the government is paying 25% interest on some of its debt. It is obvious to everyone that one way or another, whatever words are employed by lawyers to describe it, Greece is going to default in that it will not meet all of the obligations that has incurred on the date that they're due. Uh, either the uh, amount of the obligation will be reduced or the terms of the loans will be extended or the interest rates on the loans will be reduced, most likely a combination of all three of those. Uh, that's called a reorganization, but that is a polite lawyer's word for a default. Uh, how many other Euro countries might go that route is not clear. Certainly Ireland is a candidate, Portugal's a candidate, Spain is a possibility. And it's no longer inconceivable that countries like Italy and France might not go down that route. Uh, Will, this, will all of those go down that route before the U.S. faces that problem? Most likely. Will the U.S. eventually face that problem unless the fiscal and monetary conditions that are causing debt crises in other countries, unless they are also addressed in this country? The answer is yes, at some point. Jerry O'Driscoll is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.